you think I'm Al. And I'm C. And today we are reviewing uh, Makoto Shinkai's newest film, Suzume. Is it Suzume or Suzume? Suzume? Is it no, it's Suzume. It's Suzume. It's, oh, okay, I was genuinely asking. Well, well the the actual title is Suzume no Tojimari, but oh. in America it's just called Suzume. Okay, Suzume. Okay, okay. So, this is going to be our weeb episode. <laughs> oh, We're going to be weaving out, baby. Well, you're uh, going to really be weaving out. Unfortunately, our weeb correspondent Jay couldn't join us for this episode because. He, well, no. Let me be clear. He is not our. He is not a weeb correspondent. He. He oh, don't down. ruin the fun. Don't ruin the fun. Uh, listen, he would not appreciate being associated with the. Um, he would. He doesn't appreciate ilk. being associated with uh, the very successful billion-dollar animated industry of Japan. Really? He doesn't. He doesn't appreciate being associated with school shooters and perverts. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Wow. Folks. That's a wow. joke. That's a joke. Wow. First of all. First of all. First of all. That's a joke. First of all. First of all. It's I not have a body a, pillow. Thank you. First very of all, much. I'm not a pervert. You have you a body know, pillow. Do you have a body my, pillow? My, Do you have my, a body my pillow? My body pillow, Ray, uh, is like my confidant. She's like she's like my uh, consigliere. She she understands me. See. Does she? she have, is your body pillow consenting to the things you've done to her? Okay, now that was mean. That I'm was just so mean. kidding. I'm uh, kidding. But no, in all, in that all was serious. a joke, folks. I don't actually mean that, obviously. But he does have a body pillow. Um, no, you have the body pillow. Uh, but anyway, Makamoto Shinkai. Makamoto yes. Shinkai, he's <laughs> he's the uh, he's basically the new like big wolf on campus uh, mm-hmm. guy in in regards uh, in regards to the anime feature film directors. Well, it's Every, him and er- the guy who did Bell, right? Yeah, Those are the uh, two big ones. Uh, Hos- uh, Masuro Hosada, I think his name is. And he also uh, wait, did he? I'm sorry, did he also do? Um, Mirai, is that him? Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay, him. That's him. Okay, and they're the two big ones right now. Yeah, so so basically they're considered. Uh, oh, not Mas. It's Mamoru Hosada, Mamoru Hosada, and uh, Mamoru Hosada and uh, uh, Makoto Shinkai, Hosada and Shinkai. Mm-hmm. They are considered the heirs of Miyazaki. Yes, they are. Uh, and pretty much anytime they they've gone to the level that when a film of theirs is released, it it's already guaranteed an overseas uh, release. Yes. Uh, it used Sometimes to be, limited, but... Yeah. Still. It used to be, folks, this this is going to show you how old we are. It used to be that uh, when uh, anime films would come out in Japan, anime feature... So, so in the world of anime, you have the TV series, the OVAs, which are direct-to-video, direct-to-disc, or now direct-to-net, and feature films. And it used to be that animated feature films from Japan uh, very, very rarely got an overseas release. Very mm-hmm. rarely. It was only until really Miyazaki, Miyaza- Miyazaki and um, and uh, Miyazaki and oh, the guy who did Akira, uh, Otomu and uh, yeah. Katsumiro Otomu and uh, the, guy the guy who did um, um, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost Oshi. in the Shell guy. Oshi, yeah. But even uh, then, his stuff was pretty limited. Yeah. When those three guys started making movies, <laughs> then they started getting overseas released because they were getting big-name fans. You know, Spielberg mm-hmm. was a fan of all three. George Lucas thought Akira was one of the greatest things ever made in the 80s, and he mm-hmm. wanted to see if Americans would, would be interested in watching it. 
Uh, turns out he was wrong. Well, turns out he was, he was wrong. Well, he, he was right and wrong. He was right and wrong. Um, but it's only when those three started making anime, when they started making their feature films. And then you had guys like uh, the guy who did Tokyo Godfathers um, and a paranoia agent. Um, oh, uh, God, Satoshi Kon. Satoshi Kon. That they started getting overseas released. My personal released. favorite of them. Yeah. They started getting overseas released. Uh, and then, I mean, what do you have to say? In the mid-90s and early 2000s, anime just blew up in America. We were part of that generation, that second yeah. wave of anime that was that was exposed to Americans. And we absolutely, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I, I think I've mentioned it many, many times that my favorite, probably my favorite sci-fi franchise is Gundam. Um, yeah. And... I absolutely but the love it. But you got it. But I can we at least agree that? <clears throat> excuse me. While it was big, like while the explosion did happen in the in the two thousand in the early two thousands, if you liked anime, you weren't cool. Now, if you like anime, you can still be cool, which is now now crazy, now, crazy well, to you and I. It's not That's just that. Crazy. Like like to be cool, you have to like it. Like to be a successful hip hop artist, you have to like anime. Yeah, you have to. You have to. If you don't like Naruto as a hip hop artist, you're fucked. Exactly. And so, anyway, um, then so that's when Hosada and Shikai kind of came up. They 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 started their careers at the tail end of the early two thousands, um, and their first couple of releases were pretty much regulated to like anime convention, like. Like uh, Funimation would buy the movies and they would sell them in anime conventions. Uh, Shinkai, Shinkai got his start with uh, Voices of a Distant Star. Uh, Hosada got his start really with uh, Digimon. He he made the first mm. he made the very very yeah. first Digimon movie, which which everybody our age probably saw, uh, because in America it was it was uh, packaged with the second Digimon movie. Uh, but in 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 Japan, there were two separate ones that got mixed in together, mm-hmm. uh, and then it really wasn't until uh, it really wasn't until uh, Shinkai made five centimeters per second, and Hosada made the girl who leapt through time, that cinephiles started getting paying to attention. paying attention to these two. You know, uh, five centimeters per second comes out in 2007. Girl who left through time came out in 2006. People were like, "Wow, these these two guys, these two guys know how to how to make movies. They're they're pretty good." Mm-hmm. And they started getting invited to legit film festivals. <laughs> um, <coughs> you know, <coughs> they get invited. Okay. They get invited to film festivals, and then Hosada makes Summer Wars in 20, 2009. Yep, and a couple years later, uh, Shinkai makes Children Who Chase Lost Voices, and then they really started getting noticed, uh, and eventually, uh, they, the Funimation eventually Funimation and Crunchyroll started pretty much getting like first dibs and buying their their films, and and uh, and distributing here in uh in america like with mirai weren't they talking a best picture oscar nomination for a moment there was talk of that well well like yeah it was that good well yeah so so uh children who chase lost voices and then the next year hosada makes wolf children that's right it's wolf children it makes wolf children and 
And then they're like, okay, instead of just buying the rights to your movie and releasing them in DVD, we're, we're now going to screen them. We're now going to screen them. And that really started with uh, Hosada's The Boy and the Beast. And then next the, the following year, it was Shinkai's Your Name. And it's and when boy, your... did that. Sorry, yeah, go on. When Your Name came out in America, that movie had such like let's put it to, let's put it this way when your name came out shinkai went from being that guy that weebs talked about mm-hmm. for to having that, like beautiful animation yeah to that guy cinephiles were talking about mm-hmm. and it like see did did you did you see your name when it came out in theaters back? In- I I did I did out somewhat on your suggestion too when I understood that this was something very different. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I went to go see it. In so, theaters. so, uh, so Shinkai releases releases your so Funimation releases your name in theaters. The blows movie blows up. It blows up. Uh, almost got an Oscar nomination. Yes, uh, it was. It, just, it was very close. Almost got an Oscar nomination, and uh, really and truly, since then, uh, so there was another company called G Kids. They're the ones who are kind of in charge of the of the Studio Ghibli films now, in charge of dubbing them and distributing <laughs> them. G Kids saw like how much of an impact your name made in in the West, that they pretty much have. Uh, Hosada and Shinkai on speed dial anytime they're, they're going to release a new movie and those things get full on theatrical releases here now. Now an- anime films like they don't get giant releases not as big as those two but no. when when they when there's a animated film that does well in Japan G-Kids picks it up and uh, releases it over here to our enjoyment. And you'll at uh, least find one theater in each major city that'll play it. You know it, it's really interesting it's really interesting uh, looking at these two, so these two work. They they work in their own separate studios. Uh, Hosada Hosada kind of does more like he he has done more adaptations and and he's worked. He's he's he has a more traditional anime career where he started off as a colorist, then worked episode director, and then ended up making feature films. Uh, Shinkai started off as a graphic designer, if I'm not mistaken, and then oh, wow. worked on his own to make Voices of a Distant Star. And started Which you his, can not to shit on it at all. It's beautiful, but you can somewhat tell. Yeah, but it's and, still beautiful. Yeah, and uh, and uh, so and he runs his own his own studio. Uh, but it's really interesting that these two guys, they're pretty much the yin and they're pretty much the the two big anime directors that came out of this 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 wave of anime, right? Like mm-hmm. people, you ask people all the time, like, what was the one? What was the best? animes of the 2000s and they'll it's an argument between if it's not Miyazaki it's going to be one of these two guys' films in terms of the girl who left through time or uh five centimeters per second oh and you know uh, who's the uh there's the the little brother of them he's not as big but he's getting up there as the guy who did um the 90s young walk-on girl yeah he's the he's like the tim burton of that group he of really filmmakers. is because he he has which i'm actually finally just watching now he did uh, Devil Man Crybaby on Netflix, which is intense and yeah. very interesting. Yeah. But he also did Ride Your Wave, which got a lot of really good reviews and some uh, some wide release in the states as well. So he's yeah. he's the Burton. Yes. He's yeah. The yeah. And and like like you said, G Kids. Anytime he releases a movie, <clears throat> G Kids or or Crunchyroll, they scoop him up to again do a release. 
So what we're saying is it's it's not it's not it's not 2003 anymore no. where the only anime film that would get released was Miyazaki. Yeah. Miyazaki uh and if you were lucky Oshi made a film or or Otomo Otomo stopped making movies. He went in to do live action. Mm-hmm. Um or stopped making anime movies, started doing live actions. Really and truly it was Miyazaki uh and that was it. Mm-hmm. And now and that because, was all because of Disney, really. Yeah, all because of Disney, yeah. And now because of these two guys, uh, Mamoru Husada and Makoto Shinkai, like, if if an anime film does well in Japan, you can pretty much bet that there will be some sort of release here in the West, and I can't mm-hmm. say I'm, I'm more than happy for that. And, like, hey, hey, man, like, you look at this list, Boy and the Beast, Your Name, Mirai, uh, uh, Weathering With You, Belle, and now Suzume. Mm-hmm. Uh, these these two guys are 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 like when they release a film. Like Bell was my favorite film of 2021. Bell was oh, in my top ten. It was, it was in my top my ten t- too. It wasn't my favorite, but it was in my top ten. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, oh, kind of circling back to now focusing just on Makoto Shinkai. Yes, yes. I I saw. Five centimeters per second. I rented it from Netflix. The first year I had Netflix when it was just the DVD service. Mm. I saw it with my best friend, one of my best friends. And at the end, he looks at me and goes like, well, that was depressing. I'm like, yeah, Jesus. And uh, all throughout, I missed uh, missed watching uh, the movies, the children, children, uh, what was it called? The children. Uh, oh yeah, children who seek lost voices. No, children who chase lost voices. Yes, I didn't watch that. Uh, I did watch the pre- the place promised in our early days. I did watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I did. So I never saw children who chase lost voices or Garden of Words. Uh, when uh, when he made them, like when they came out, um, I saw those later. So after I saw after after I saw the place promised in our early days, uh, someone told me, "Oh, uh, the guy who did Five Centimeters Per Second has a new movie out, and it's in theaters." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't seen a movie of his in years." Uh, They're like, "Yeah, he made two more movies. Uh, One, uh, they're kind of hard to find right now, uh, but uh, this one, your name, apparently did really, really well in Japan, and Funimation is going to release it in, in theaters." So I went and I saw it and folks, I'm being dead serious. I saw the movie movie ends. I go to the gym, I get on the treadmill and I just start sobbing. <laughs> that movie was so beautiful and touched my heart in so many different ways that it legitimately depressed me because it was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, immediately like well first of all i got therapy guys so don't worry i'm not like depressed or anything no but but uh i immediately did that and i'm i'm asking this genuinely i'm not asking this to make fun of you did that start you seeking therapy with seeing that like what began that oh yeah oh yeah i have no like i i don't believe in like hiding like oh like when you're sad you shouldn't say anything uh I, I just really made me want to talk about my problems because, you know, it was like I was on my own, living on my own, uh, really, really independent for the first time, stressed out with work and stuff. And just 
you know that the beauty of that movie, the melancholy of that movie, made me just want to want to talk to somebody about it. But everything's fine now. My point oh, yeah, is, my my point is, my point is was that uh, I I liked five centimeters per second. Uh, Place promise in our early days, I thought was was fine. Um, again, didn't see children who chase lost voices. Didn't see Garden of Words. But when I saw your name, I was like, Jesus, this this is this is something else. So I immediately watched the two films I I hadn't gotten a chance to see. <laughs> yeah. And I recommended you to go see your name. Yes, you did. And that's uh, why I went to see it. So uh, and then we saw Weathering with you together. Yes, we were by ourselves in a theater <laughs> watching this movie together. I remember that very distinctly. Yeah. And the thing I remember the thing I told you is like, I need to watch this with someone because I don't want to watch a Shinkai movie by myself and be depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was down to go. Yeah, yeah. So so I have a rule that when it comes to Hasada and Shinkai, I don't want to watch those movies alone. Like like my partner right now, I tell her like like when, when we went to go see Belle, I told her, <laughs> hey, we're, we're going to go see this movie. She's like, why can't you just see it alone? I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> there are two filmmakers, there are two anime filmmakers who I'm not going to see these movies without you. And that's mm-hmm. this guy and this other guy named Shinkai, which we will also see his movie of his next year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, so yeah, how about you give your talk of, of your experience with Makoto Shinkai? Sure. So the first thing of his I saw was five centimeters per second. Um, I saw that off of the recommendation from a... The film school we went to also has an animation major, and I was talking with one of my friends in the animation major. They mentioned it. It seemed interesting. I saw a trailer for it. I I found... So, there was a period of time where you could watch a lot of these anime movies in full through YouTube, amazingly. Not even illegally, like you could rent them on YouTube. So... That's what I did. I rented it that way. I see it. I'm really. I was really blown away by the look of it. it it's. I still think it's incredibly stunning. Uh, visually, every minute, fine hair of a detail in that thing is crazy. Uh, the story is very good, but what makes that are the visuals. Um, after that, I knew of his other stuff, and I slowly over the years like started watching them uh, as I could through legal means, let me be clear, but I started watching them in that way. And I kind of realized, okay, this guy's got a vibe that he's really hammering down. And it always felt like very beautiful, but very absent films, like visually beautiful, but also often only focused on one person, maybe two people. Like, there was something very quiet about them the entire time. Very, yeah, very, very absent, very quiet, but stunning. Almost looking at, like, a beautiful uh, stained glass window, in a way. Um, That's the best way I could describe it. I heard about your name, as I said, and I went to go see it by myself, and it was a... It was a subtitled version because as we learned, for some reason, if you want to catch a dubbed version of a lot of these movies, which at the end of the day, nowadays, there used to be an argument of whether you watch something subbed or dubbed. 
Nowadays with anime, it doesn't matter. Obviously, it was a huge problem in the 80s and 90s. But it's a really, it's a non-issue these days for the most part. Um, so I saw a subbed version of this movie. And I was completely blown away. As I said, it ended up on my top 10. I did not cry, but it was, I was absolutely incredibly moved by it. Um, since then, I have slowly been keeping track of the American remake that is being worked on. I keep hearing new and interesting things about it. And I'm very curious to see what the result of that is, good or bad. Um, after your name, I then went through and saw the remaining few, with the exception of Children of Lost Voices. I still haven't seen that one. But went through and saw the other stuff that I had missed. And that's when I came across The Garden of Words. Which, Garden of Words is like only 40 minutes, right? It's not long. It's it's not long. It's the shortest movie, but I, I think it's a bit longer than 40 minutes. Okay, but it's not long. It, it's barely, it barely counts as a feature. Um, although if, if it's over 40 minutes, never mind, I'm not going to go there. So that movie, the visuals of that had me awestruck. I could not believe the amount of lines and detail that were put in a single leaf, a single blade of grass, and each individual blade of grass. Um, that really, that plus your name helped me understand that this was a man who was going to really be around for a while. That he, he had something to say and there was going to be a wider audience of accepting that. Um, so I, yeah, I've accepted him along with the director of Mirai and the director of, of the night is young walk on girl as the new three, mainly the first two more, but the new three of anime in this new generation. And I'm overall happy with it. Um, and I think we've also witnessed the fact, the idea that this director of your name of weathering with you of garden of words he has changed the way he he has changed the way a lot of anime that's going to be in the West or play in the West look, which that that's regardless of whatever he makes going forward, that's an incredible accomplishment without a doubt. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's my relationship with him. Is it was like he was the guy I started watching, I but only casually. After I had seen most of Miyazaki's stuff, and after I had gone through nearly all of Satoshi Kon's work, who, as I said, is still my favorite of the big anime directors, but uh, this guy's work is still incredible. But yeah, that's my relationship on it, I'd say. I see, I see. Um, all right. I, I, gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I... When... When 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 I first started seeing Makoto Shinkai's work, I kind of was like, "Yeah, it's beautiful, it's sad, but I don't I don't think how he'll be transcendent." And like obviously that changed with your name. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember I remember when when we saw Weathering with You, the the thing I I talked to you about was, like I know a lot of people are going to be mad if this is not as good as your name. 
<laughs> all I want to all I want to see is that he tells a really really good story. And while the story was controversial, mm-hmm. I still think he told a really really good story. Um, you know, and <coughs> something that we both noticed was that uh so so this this is actually true since Garden of Words. But that it seems like since Garden of Words and in your name and then with Weathering with You, we were like, oh, these all take place in the same world, mm-hmm. right? They all take place in the same wor- world. And they and affect it, each other. Too. And they affect each other. Yeah, they affect each other. Uh, then it became very, very apparent that like, oh, um, like some resolutions you don't get in the previous one, you're going to get in this one. So when we saw Weathering with You and uh, we... It ended the way it ended, which again was a very controversial ending. I remember we walked out and I said, "Well, I want to see. I want to see how this gets fixed in the next movie." <laughs> uh, and I'll be honest, when when the first images for Suzume came out, I was like, "Oh, this is definitely taking place after Weathering with You." Yeah. Um, that ended up not being exactly the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, is really interesting. And the only reason I'm bringing this up before the review is that if you guys were wondering like, well, what's going to happen with, uh, or does, does Suzume answer some questions that were left with lingering with weathering with you? It doesn't. Um, do you but, think he backtracked? No, no. I, I think what it is, is that weathering with you takes place or Suzume and weathering with you probably takes place at the same time. Mm. But you got to remember, Weathering with You's epilogue takes place years and years into the future. That's true. So we don't necessarily know where exactly on the timeline Suzume takes place. So I'm just saying that just in case people were like, oh, like the stuff that happens with Weathering with You is going to play into Suzume. It doesn't necessarily do that. Although there's still like Easter eggs showing you that, yes, this does take place in the same world. All right. Uh, so see, how's about we watch the trailer, which, folks, I apologize uh, the only trailers out are the ones that have the the original Japanese dub. So, yeah. So how about we watch that and then uh, we give our review. Sounds good. ね。君。この辺りに扉はない。扉って言ってたよね。まさか。まさか。君は。なぜ。閉じなきゃいけないでしょ。ここ。人の心の消えた寂しい場所に後ろ戸は開くんだ。後ろ戸からは。スズメ。わざわいが出てくる。好き。お前は邪魔。なんだ。これは。嘘でしょ。ちょ、ちょっとちょっとちょっと。どうだった。君についてこられても困るんだよ。そんなこと言ったって。一緒じゃん。え、猫探して九州から。今から拡散。人が死ぬ。どうだった。
ったんだなあなたは怖くはないのかソーダさんのいない世界が私は怖いです君の手に触れた時にだけ忘れられるわけない絶対に助けに行くあいつは自分の扱いが雑なんだよあんたはなんか大事なことをしちょるような気がするお返し申すお返しします行ってらっしゃい行ってらっしゃい行ってらっしゃい行ってらっしゃい That was actually a really good trailer. That. So, so see, I, I don't know if you know this, but trailers for anime films can be infamously very, like, like. Misleading. Misleading, yeah, yeah.、Mm -hmm. you, you, you watch the trailer, you're like, so what's the movie about? I have no idea. Like, like sometimes I feel like Hollywood. Trailer makers could watch anime trailers and be like, oh, that's how you get the vibe across, but don't,、uh, don't necessarily explain the plot one, the, the one bit. Plot, one bit, right? This obviously goes against that. This was probably made in America, but, but still.、Yeah. Um, okay,、uh, Suzume.、Yes. So, right before, we give our, right before I ask you what your thoughts are on it, let me just start by saying this, the, the background for this movie is actually really interesting. Uh, so, Makoto Shikai, Shinkai, after making Weathering with You, after making Your Name, after making Garden of Words, basically told his producers, Hey, I don't really want to do another romance. How's about I, I want to make a movie about two girls、uh, going on a road trip fighting spirits? And his producer was like, Makoto Shinkai. Hmm. You make romances. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do this. Don't do this like green book, green book pals, road trip shit. No. You make a romance. I don't know how, but you're making a romance. And Shinkai was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But can I make him a chair? <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, the, and the producer was like, "Yeah, make him a chair. We don't care." Yeah, I don't. I don't give. He doesn't care. He, he's like, as, "I don't care. Make him a chair." As long as it's a romance. Yeah.、Uh, so <laughs> that explains so much. So 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 this is where Suzume came out.、Um, ironically, when you watch the film,、uh, you see strands of the original DNA of, of what the project was supposed to be,、mm -hmm. which it it looks like, especially in the third act. Yeah, that's when you really、uh, see it. Like, he didn't, ex he didn't explain like, what relationship the two girls would have with each other, except that they were, they were fighting spirits. But I'm almost certain it was going to be a, a movie about the aunt and Suzume. So,、mm -hmm. so, in the movie, Suzume is an orphan girl raised by her aunt, the younger sister of her deceased mother. And、uh, she meets up with this guy called a gatekeeper. And.、Mm -hmm. uh, When they get together, they go on this adventure throughout all of Japan. The gatekeeper is shutting down gates to, get, to, to keep a force of nature away from Japan. And she touches something she wasn't supposed to touch and releases a god that's meant to help the gatekeeper. And the god basically goes, You know what, Suzume? I like you. I want to be your cat. And also, that guy, that guy could go fuck himself. He's a chair. <laughs> And、uh, now it's just a race against time to, to keep all the gates closed, capture the god, and somehow turn this guy named Sota back into a, a human being because, you know, that's. Well, you also are... have to remember that you have to close the gates because there's this 
force of nature force of yeah. nature that will destroy things yeah. out of each gate unless you close the gates yeah exactly exactly and yeah so <laughs> where, where to begin see how about you <laughs> where, where, you you begin sure uh, where to begin so i will um this you know actually the origins of this movie that you've explained help a lot because there many of these a lot of this movie was out of left field it was much more self-aware than his other movies it's also much more story driven it's way more story driven it was funnier than most of his movies actually than all of his all the movies of his i've seen it was much funnier it almost just see you telling me that no it explains why he did different things. It's not that he wasn't as interested. It's that he really wanted to do something different, which I got to give him full credit for that. He wanted to do a road trip movie. He wanted to do a road trip adventure movie. And he, he got that. He did achieve that in his own way. He just had um, to have a chair along the way. And the moment... Okay. So this this movie is literally... A road trip movie, loves road trip love story between a woman and a ch- and a three legged chair. Um, amazingly, the movie manages to keep you pulled along the plot somehow. Um, some of this, I think, is due to the fact that the film is animated. Your suspension of disbelief is often much more uh you you let animated films usually get away with a little bit more but like i halfway through the movie i'm like watching a chair run up a ferris wheel okay chasing a cat while this woman is trying to close out a dark spirit from a gate in the Ferris wheel as it's moving. And they're trying to rush before the spirit lands on the town and destroys everything. And I'm watching this and I'm like, God, I hope the chair gets the cat this time. Like, that's what I'm okay with. You like, know, that's, um, that's kind of impressive that it well, got me there. Well, it, it, that just kind of shows you Shinkai's talent as a filmmaker that, you know, he wanted to do a road trip movie where where these these two gals are just walking up spirits. He got turned down. They say you got to make a romance. Obviously, like it, like listen, li- listen. This is not a guy who who half asses it, who half asses it. Um, but it's fascinating to me that he decided to make Sota into a chair for a majority of them. The, the male lead is his name is, is Sota. Uh, he he's the he's the gatekeeper and he. He's like, you know, he gets turned into a chair like 15 minutes into the movie. And and the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is like he he jokingly says, I turned him into a chair because I didn't want the chemistry to be so intense. And it's like, (laughs) dude, it was really intense. It was still really intense. (laughs) She 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 fucking kisses the chair to hope that he turns back. Like like that just shows you the talent that even in something that he was like, I'm just going to add this because I, I kind of want to tie a hand behind my back. Not only is it still very compelling, it's also one of the unique aspects of the movie. Like, when was the last time you saw a movie where the chair is the lead, a lead, a co-lead, yeah. or a lead, and, and is still 
is probably one of the more iconic things about the movie that you remember. It's literally as if uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast fell in love with the candelabra or something. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, like, like he goes like, okay, I want him to be a chair, right? Just because he's like, oh, I, I, I don't want to make another romance. And it's still a, it's still a decent romance, and the chair is really, really well animated. Yeah, that like, was the crazy part too. It's like well done. Like, like honestly, I think animation students are going to be studying the chair animations and be like, oh, like because he he only has what would be considered eyes, no mouth, no no yeah. nose, no ears, nothing, just eyes that don't move, mm-hmm. and you still see all the emotion that comes from there. I, I'm, well, I was the impressed. Emotion, the emotion, oddly enough, came through the movement of the legs. Yes! <laughs> is how they did it. Like, if he was scared, the legs would move kind of, so, like, she would shake a bit. And yeah. then if he was determined, they would get really stiff and he would run as fast as he could with them. Which, watching the mechanics of that, again, I think you're right. I think... Every every time the chair was... Gonna study every, that. Every, every time the chair was chasing the cat... Uh, everyone in our in our in our theater was just kind of like oh because it was just so it was so pretty yeah um, so listen Makoto Shinkai even when you're trying to tie a hand behind your back you still knock it out of the park so yeah without so, a doubt so give give it that um, all right uh, so I so Shinkai's films th- th- this is the first film of his that has had uh, that's had the 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 girl the female character be the mm-hmm. point of view character in a bit of a while in a while i think the last time was probably your name your name well that was shared that was shared but then like it becomes it becomes the the male leads movie for the last third that's true uh, yeah. uh but this one this one's kind of all her movie and the male lead is is like is like i mean he's the catalyst but he's, he's literally sure yeah um and i i gotta say out of all of Shinkai's heroines, especially in these past three movies, uh, Suzume, I think, is my favorite. She's pretty great. She's, she's the most well thought out. She's the most well thought out. And she's she's also just the most. How do I say? She's 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 the most grounded and reasonable, but still is able to keep the story interesting. Mm-hmm. Like like like. She's going on this adventure. She knows she knows it's upending her life. She knows that this stuff's crazy, that this stuff's nuts, but she's still trying to do the right thing, right? But she's always acknowledging how crazy the whole situation is. And I, I really like that. I really, mm-hmm. really like that. I think out of the three heroines, Zune is by far my my favorite. I think she's yeah. re- well realized. Her personality is great. Um, mm-hmm. She's so sincere, um, you know, and... I think, especially in a story like this, where it's like, it's like you got to go on this adventure with this chair, and then mm-hmm. you got to do something for the chair. How the hell do you sell it? You yeah. sell you, you sell it by making sure you have great voice actors and that the animation, the character animation, mm-hmm. is top notch, and, and I think it succeeds. I don't know. What do you think about Suzume? So, I think. Okay. Compared to his last two movies, because for argument's sake, let's just do that. Sure. Better than Weathering With You, not quite as good as Your Name. Because Your Name was a cultural phenomenon, that Suzume is not a cultural phenomenon. But Weathering With You really 
you have the controversial ending, you have the the establishment that you're tying in other things to the previous worlds or the previous movies. And it's kind of doing that in a loose way. So there were some issues I had with Weathering With You. Still beautiful, of course, but... I think I think Weathering With You is the most beautiful of the three. You think that? I mean, if you like Skies, it's the most beautiful of the three. I get that. It is, yes, it's got the most beautiful Skies. I still think your name of the three is still slightly more beautiful, but that's just me. Um, I think your name is the better overall movie of the three. Well, yeah, I think I think everyone seems to. I think everyone's on that wavelength. Everyone agrees I, that that's the best. So, one. so for me, it's like your name. Your name is the best overall movie. Yeah. Weathering with you is the most beautiful movie, and uh, and uh, Suzume has the best female character, and possibly uh, the best story. Even though that would tend to well, no, wait, because then that would make that the best movie. So yeah, no, it's uh, it, it it has. It ha- weirdly enough shinkai it has the most straightforward story yeah but but shinkai has always been this guy who's like he doesn't flesh out everything he only fleshes out what's absolutely necessary right so sometimes yeah. you feel like when the story's ends you feel like oh i don't have the full satisfaction but um, he delivered that on this but yeah yeah definitely like like but but that's a lot of japanese filmmakers where they flesh out what is necessary uh, they don't. They don't give you more than you need. But then you always feel like you could. You always feel like you could have gotten more from the ending. You know what I mean? Can I talk about my kind of one gripe about the issue real quick? Uh, about uh, this movie? This movie, yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, if I can just mention, if I had to pick a gripe about this movie, it's that there's a moment when the film kind of drags for no reason. Um, and then it wasn't until you, again, I'm saying this, when you explained what he wanted this movie to be, that it makes sense. There's a chunk in from the second act to the third act where it's just this, these two women and this other dude who we didn't really get introduced till, till way late, way late in the film where they just go on this long last drive to close this last door and they're talking about different things and their relationships and their past and everything else. And we're just watching this and it would have made a great bit, but it went on for like 20 minutes, just that. And then you had another 15 minutes or so of the ending. So that's the only part where I'm watching this. And it was almost like at the time I thought, does he just not know how to wrap this up? Like that's surprising. Like you'd think he'd know this, but he just kind of put these characters on a drive for a while until he was ready to let them conclude the story, which was just strange, I think. But that doesn't ruin the movie by any means. It just realigns the focus for a weird reason for a little while. Um, again, having said that, though, overall, incredibly compelling and incredibly stunning. Uh, and like I said, very, and I mean very funny at times. Yeah. Um, my, I do have some gripes with the movie. Uh, I didn't mind the section you're talking about. Uh, in, in fact, as it was playing out, I was like, I was like, why is Shinkai like really focused on this? I thought it feels like, like I got the sense that like, wait, was this, was this like something he wanted to do? And then when I researched the movie, it all kind of clicked. I was like, oh, okay. That was the original idea. 
Um, the the my one gripe is with the character of Sota, you know, the the, the male lead who becomes a chair. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he like like listen, he's not underdeveloped, but he's definitely not as developed as Suzume. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know a lot of that has to do just logistically. It's like, well, he's a chair and he doesn't want to be a chair and. The movie, the movie at least puts him in a situation where you're like, he pretty much has his life figured out. It's it's the, it's just the 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 being the chair that's the big problem right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, fine, but you know, again, even though he didn't want to, he still kind of made a romance, and I felt like, okay, give him, give him something to do, or at least give them both something, so that when you know the big moment where she has to express her love for him, have it feel, if not mutual, at least understood. It just kind of felt like he was in his own world. And she, like, well, well, maybe that was the point because, you know, because well, there were certain times he'd literally have the guy as a chair, quite literally shut down almost, yeah, or just yeah. go away for a while, which yeah. they later tied in quite well. But I do feel you've got a point there that I think it was the intention to just, have him there when necessary. Yeah, I just for, for my thing, it's that like you know, uh, you you want you want your characters to grow, and it felt like with him, all he really his only problem was that he was a chair, mm-hmm. and that's fine. I just felt like I, I just felt like he could have gotten some more development just to make the relationship feel more even even and balanced. I think mm-hmm. um, Suzume Suzume is really really well developed. Um, not to go into spoilers, but there's an element of the film that we're not talking about because mm-hmm. it's more impactful when you watch it. Mm-hmm. And I just got to say, like, like it's, I'm it's to, incredible. It's, I'm trying to find the like we, we saw the English dub. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Nicole, Which if you can, I would recommend. Yeah. So Nicole Sakura plays Suzume in the English dub and. Her performance, she has a monologue that is so good. Oh my gosh, I was I was tearing up. I thought same. Yeah, it was. We both it, were tearing up. It, and and there's that, that's the that's the thing about Shinkai is that he can he can draw out these emotions, like he can draw out these he can make these characters feel so real and so true to life, even though you're literally watching a cartoon. And I I, I gotta say. When the when the voice acting can match the animation, it just brings it up to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there, like I know you you mentioned it before, but the supporting cast here, for me, is not as fun as the supporting cast from Your Name, mm-hmm. but they're they're pretty fun. I I know you know the. Some people, some people, like you yourself said that you're like, why, why are these people here? But, but they were fun. They were, no, fun. They were fun. Not denying that at all. They were definitely fun. The so so Sota has a friend, who who joins the the story. Uh, uh is his name, and there's this running gag with him and like music and his car mm-hmm. that that was getting a lot of laughs, and I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and and I'm glad like like you mentioned that Shinkai is more comfortable showing his comedic side, which, you know, is never a bad thing, especially when you're making these like emotionally heavy dramas, you know? Oh, without a doubt. And I think there's just, there's an element 
of humility with this film in a yeah. weird way yeah that i really enjoyed that was not non-existent in his other movies not that he's like an ass in his other work that's a weird way to say it but there there's this is the one that i saw as the most universally understood storyline I would say, because obviously the the a love story is universally understood, but there are certain elements of lore that, especially weathering your with your name gets into, but really both of them weathering with your name and uh, or Jesus weathering with you and your name, um, where there's this there's this sort of magical stuff going on that's a little like out there and that well, not is even out in, there it's 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 Japanese mythology yes that, and that is in this movie you're right that is Japanese mythology which in that by that very respect is very insular um, but in this well yes it's obviously mythology you anyone can get behind the basics of what this mythology is closed door or demon comes through okay we get it Done. We understand. And that works. Yeah. Um, something Something I was going to mention is that uh, the Shinkai, Shinkai's like fascination with, with, with Japanese mythology is in full display here. And this film, more than with the other two, like Weathering With You, I was very confused in the sense of like, okay, how what, how do the rules work? You, you pretty much have to do your research on Japanese rain mythology to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Which you're like, okay, it's pretty inside baseball, but you know, I still had a good time. All right, uh, with your name, uh, it's very simple. You know, you get it. Uh, if you've seen you, Freaky Friday, you get this. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen Freaky Friday, you get this. With Suzume, it's again more inside baseball, but they actually have a scene dedicated to be like, okay, these are the gods. This is the thing. This is why there needs to be closed doors, which in his previous movies didn't really have that were that explicit. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad they did because you're like, okay, I get it. And uh, that would normally be a weakness in other movies, but we were so relieved to see this. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, so speaking of the gods, uh, see, I know you mentioned that this movie probably won't reach the iconic status of your name. And, you know, that's lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Like, like not like it's rare when a filmmaker has like two of these in their lifetime, in their lifetime. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this, uh, in, in China, the, the cat Daijin has basically yeah. become a national celebrity over there. Really? That little cat is so famous. Um, wow. it's, it's, it's actually kind of cute. Um, all right. So, uh, see, how about you give us your rating? Sure. This is a closed door flush. Uh, it's really beautiful it has a compelling story uh it's funny it's out there but without it's weird but not in a it's not it's not weird like it's not anime weird if if that's what you're trying to say but here what's funny is it is it just grazes on the anime weirdness but to the but in a way that's endearing like the sheer concept that this man's been turned into a chair and is running around and talking that's a little anime weirdness, but it just grazes on it and then fully goes in, just it absorbs itself into the reality of that situation. Like really gets into that and like 
has you try to understand like what would that really be like and like the psychological issues that the guy goes through sometimes in a funny way sometimes in a not so funny way um on a side note too we we always knew that this director understood what it's like to be a teenager like he has a very in-depth look at that funny enough there's a whole sequence with these two twins that's really well done not in the way that they act, not just in the way that they act, but in the way they're animated. It's very, it's very honest, but also honest on a brighter side. Because you can see the situation that those kids are living in with the mom being portrayed in a bad light, but it's portrayed in the most reasonable and understanding light as possible. And on a subtle note, I really appreciated that. But for all those reasons, it gets a closed door flush. Uh, I guess I'm in the same realm as you. This is also flesh to me. Um, I'm, I'm not going to add any add-ons to it. I can't really think of one. It's a, no, actually, yes, I can. It's a, it's a, it's a, God. Uh, Say it. it. Oh, God. Say it. It's a keystone flesh. There we oh, go. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's a keystone flesh. Okay. Yeah. Um, listen, Shinkai knocked it out of the park again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Suzume Wato, the heroine, is my favorite of the Shinkai heroines. I, I, she's just so well rounded. She's she's self aware, but she's still like audacious. She she's she's like, you know, sometimes heroine, sometimes like your main character, you're always like, oh, you get under my skin, or oh, don't you realize how crazy this is? And but she realizes per- how crazy this is. She, she's the perfect balance of trying to be reasonable, but also knowing when to step up. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. I don't know that any character that's like that, that has that right balance. I love. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Sota Manakata, you know, he's a chair, uh, <laughs> but he's, it's, he's really fun. He's really fun. Like, listen, if Shinkai goes like, yeah, I turned him into a chair just cause I didn't want to have him. I'm like, dude, he's, he's one of the best parts. Every yeah. time he moves, it's just an amazing, like, again, animation kids are going to have fun looking at this. Uh, the, the, the God Daijin, you know, he's, he, his dolls are selling like hotcakes. So, so listen, oh, dude. Course. So listen, you're you're gonna be a, you're gonna be a whole continent's cat. So be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, listen, it's gorgeous. Uh, the emotional moments really resonate. The underlying theme. No, that's not the right word. Like, cause Shink, all of Shinkai's movies touch on a very specific, a very specific like. Uh, 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 how, how do I put this? I'm, I'm trying to say this as, as well as possible. Wavelength? No, no, no. Um, they, they're all, they're all about a very certain theme. They're a very certain theme. And Suzume is the movie that deals with it very directly. All his other, all his previous two films have dealt with it kind of on the, on the border, on the fringes. This one actually deals with that theme. It's, it's, it's an idea he's had in his head for a while. Uh, the ideas, a big idea in Suzume is about kind of the, the melancholy that's left in disaster zones. That's kind of a big, big theme in in Suzume and the melancholy felt in people after disasters Mm -hmm. and not to get into specifics, but the way he handles it, I think it's very, very mature. Uh, and I, it's not something you really see much that level of maturity, especially in something like anime. 
Um, and he he handles it deftly, and it really works well. And um, I actually hope he explores that. So that that specific theme about the memory. There was a theme that this movie touched on, as you've said, about the memories of abandoned places, kind of. Yeah. And I really would be intrigued if he explores that further in his other work. I don't know how, but I think there's something. There's really something there yeah. that he only, not only he, but he would do best. So I, I hope he explores that. Who knows if he will? But th- there is something there that he has tapped into that could be further explored. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think, I think Shinkai he he has this really great ability to like get his emotions across through his stories, and the way he did it here, I thought was the most interesting, and it's the most straightforward. Um, I, I gotta say, listen, it, it doesn't have a it doesn't have a wide release. I, it's probably not in theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if by any chance you can catch Zume in theaters, uh, please by all means go watch it. I mean, it's on a technical level, it's more than enough. But you know, the story is still very very good. Um, you, you'll fall in love with the characters, and you'll fall in love with 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 the little moments here and there, and you'll you'll be like the one. Listen. You'll leave with a lot of thoughts, not just like, how does a woman fall in love with a chair? You'll leave, you'll leave with more thoughts than that because uh, C and I definitely did. Oh, yeah. um, okay, so this has been our review of Makoto Shinkai's Suzume uh, out now. Uh, this has been What Do You Think? I'm Al. And I'm C. Sayonara. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>